0: One thing about our garden in the late spring, like now, is that it is inviting. Lush green, freshly mulched beds. Tulips that are red, yellow, and even white. Purple flowers, I don't know what they are. You want to explore the entire garden. You want to sit in it for hours. We put chairs throughout it. Three sets of Adirondack chairs, a bench by the creek, a picnic table by the road. What Brian and I didn't realize is all the animals that would also come. Birds, bats, bugs, And more recently ducks we love the ducks there was a pair of them here several days a week swimming around hanging out by the creek's edge even in the garden itself i could see them from the driveway from the shed and from the deck they would quack around like best friends or lovers i don't know we named them ashwood and sherwood after the streets i grew up on when we would approach we would get pretty close before they would scurry into the water then they would swim up and down the creek between us and the farm next door. I got a few video clips that I posted on the city at Instagram. Last Sunday, I went out for a run, and then it was weird. I saw only one duck squawking away louder than before. Uh-oh. Pretty soon, I got a text from Brian. One of the ducks is missing. All day, we kept checking outside, but all we kept hearing was that one duck was at Ashwood crying and alone. We were convinced that something terrible had happened. A hawk came down. Or maybe the farmer sold him to pay a debt. We Googled a few things before we read that maybe, just maybe, the other one was off protecting a nest from predators or having babies. This would comfort me. Then Brian came home and told me to sit down and pour a drink. Talking to a farmer down the road, he learned the truth. Sherwood, duck number two, wasn't home nesting. A fox got her. The farmer found part of her on the property. One of the other neighbors doesn't pin in the animals, and the foxes, they come. I'm not pointing fingers at which neighbor, but you know I'm pointing fingers. I get that this is nature, and this might seem like a city at reaction to care, but you know, this was avoidable. In this case, it was the locals, I think, who were city The lesson is learning to let nature run its course. Get attached to your dog, but not to the farm animals. There's a difference. The next morning, though, I was in the office working, and I heard a yelp from the bedroom. Brian was looking out the window and saw, wait for it, a second duck. Was that Sherwood? I haven't been this excited since the Stephen Sondheim anniversary special. I ran out and got close to the fence. Our duck, Ashwood, was waddling down to the creek to swim towards us. Behind him was a second duck. Although this one looked a little different. He, she, they had a red spot on the bill. Brian said something about maybe a pregnant duck gets those red spots, I don't know. I figured this was a new suitor though, a new friend, not sure Sherwood. But you know, I didn't care. We were happy. They looked happy. The ducks together reached the water and moved on with their lives. And we went on Google to find out how. I'm Matt Zucker and this is Citiate, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. This much time without people I'm realizing how much time I'm with animals. Haven't seen the ducks this week. I'm worried, but I'm not worried. It's a shame, too, since the garden is in full bloom, you should see the size of our tulips, and they probably would like it. Also, apparently, they could help out. Ducks, apparently, can be good weeders, which would help, since the last thing I want right now is another asthma attack, as you know from last year's episode. In addition to the ducks are the geese, who are basically ducks, but assholes. Very protective. There's a whole family of them that also swim by. The sheep, though? or it would have always mesmerized me. Every morning I walk up Nora up the road, past the sheep farm, and I see them out there grazing. Sometimes the field they're in varies. I find them so peaceful. From our yard, it's so wooded I can't really see them this time of year, so I fantasize about building a tall viewing stand where I could climb up and just sit there, with a coffee cup holder, and just watch them sheep around. Chickens, though, confuse me. A lot of our neighbors have them. And I agree, there's nothing like local fresh eggs. We buy ours at either Sawkill Farm or Hardy Roots Farm every week. But chickens, they seem so chaotic. Our neighbors often let them just roam around, so I have literally seen a chicken crossing the road. We had a dead chicken incident recently, but I won't go into that. I like chicken, but I kinda hate them. I value them, but I don't want them. They are a great paradox of farmland life. A more clearly bad news animal is the coyote also known as the coyote. Everyone hates the coyote. It's the terrorist of farmland. The sounds they make terrify Nora and us too. There's stories of groups of coyotes ganging up on a lone lamb or dog. In the winter, it's the worst because, you know, they're hungry. Then there are bears. Few on our side of the river, although I heard a story recently that there was so little traffic because of COVID in the town of Millerton that a bear was filmed running down the street. Bears are far more common on the west side of the Hudson, up in Woodstock and Saugerties, where Victor and Stephanie live. They've had them go after their garbage and had to get bear-proof lids. Most farm animals don't have names. The donkeys next door have names, though. Bert and Ernie. Donkeys are fantastic, and like every animal on the farm, they have a purpose, a job. One, donkeys attract the pesky mosquitoes away from the herd, and they don't seem bothered by them. The other job they have is they can warn of any nearby coyote. Now it's time for an unpaid shout out to businesses I like enough to recommend. The first two are Tivoli General and Wins, which are owned by Natalie and Kazi. You might know the grocery store Tivoli General, but they recently opened a cute boutique across the street named Wins. Both are online to browse and buy. I'm particularly thankful that they generously let Brian put up his little free library in front of Wins. Brian recently converted it to a little free pantry where we and others have been donating canned and packaged goods, especially for people without enough access to food. So for groceries that you want shipped or picked up, visit tivoligeneral.com or for clothing, jewelry, or accessories, go to Wins at winstivoli.com. The other place I wanted to mention is Doorstep Market. This is a brand-new, curated site of Hudson Valley Shops, created by the publishers of Edible Magazines. There are more than a dozen shops for food, wellness, pets, experiences, and you'll be supporting a lot of the regional businesses through one spot. So visit doorstop.market, and I'll also put it in the show notes. Also, I'm about to publish a City It eBook, a written guide to moving to the country based on content from this show. It's called Becoming a Ascidiate, and will be available as a PDF and on Kindle for a low, 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 low price. So visit cityit.com for links as well as new store for merch. Thanks for supporting local businesses. Obviously, there are more animals up here. Bobcats, foxes, alpacas, and goats. At sunset, we can often watch our neighbor's goats walk across their hill right from our front porch. Goats are really the circus clown of the farm. They always seem to get into trouble. Then there are dairy cows and beef cows. They're different breeds and are raised differently. The dairy cows are thinner. I realized actually how little I knew, so I found some definition from Kansas Farm Connection. So here's your primer on cows. A cow is a female bovine who has given birth to a calf. A heifer is a female bovine who has not given birth to a calf. A steer is a male bovine who cannot reproduce. He's been snipped. A bull is a male bovine who can reproduce intact. A calf is a baby bovine, male or female. Really cute. Now there are horses too, of course, up here. And if you really love horses, you should visit the Equious Art Gallery online. Juliet, a at fan, has everything from jewelry to art for horse lovers. But the thing about animals for me is not just watching them. It's the experience of watching them reminds me of our connection to them. We depend on what they make or even themselves outright. They feed us with eggs, beef, pork, and chicken. We buy soap. We wear things. We knit. Well, I don't knit, but my mother and mother-in-law and sister-in-law knit with sheep wool. Like animals, we sometimes go with the herd and sometimes are as lone as a mountain lion. Like animals, we follow directions most of the time, but we often go rogue like a goat or a chicken. We may think about the future more than they do, sure, but we also live in the moment when we remember to. We have a lot in common, I think. We're all dependent on each other. We breathe. We eat. We poop. We get sick. We get better. And we move on. The sun comes up for all of us every day. The farm is our center, and we're all animals. Thank you for listening to Citiate. What a great time to live in the country. Keep an eye out for Becoming a Citiate, the new ebook that's also a handy guidebook and overt propaganda for moving up here. Follow us on Instagram and join the Facebook page, or just visit cityat.com anytime for more. Thanks so much. Come visit.